what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson, and to my right, if you're watching on video or just here on the speaker, if you're listening on audio, is my brother, my brother in tech, uh, and my real brother, uh, Brian Jackson. Brian, how's it going? I'm, you know, I, I keep thinking that we'll we'll get smoother with that discussion of being a brother, being a brother in tech, being a real brother. Um, but no, it, it never super, gets old. Never gets old, does it? Really? It's still super yeah. awkward, super yeah. weird to, to phrase. Yes. Well, we're, we're brothers, so therefore it's supposed to be awkward, right? Everything yeah. that we do discussion-wise is pretty awkward. So <laughs> I am I am good, Alan. I'm, uh, you know, yep, excited to, to be here again. And uh you know, our one time a week that we get to catch up and and talk a little tech, which I'm super stoked about uh, this week. And uh, yeah, so it's good. You know, you're there in late night. Looks like, uh, you know, dark outside here. It's still light and, uh, you know, still the still got the day to come. But uh, we got yeah, the little happy, East yeah. Coast, West Coast thing going on. So yeah. I'm on East Coast. Uh, Brian's on West Coast. So this is really the only time we have to get together and check in just to do our obligatory. Uh, Brian, your family's good. Everybody's good on your end. Family, family's good. You? Okay. Uh, yeah, we're doing great. We're doing good. Good, good. Okay. Sounds good. So we got that out of the way. All right. All right that's good. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and talk some technology now. So this is Brothers in Tech. Yes. The reason we together is we talk technology. We talk home, family, personal technology. We don't get into any of the corporate, uh, big futuristic technology and, and trying to predict things in the future. It's none of that. This is about tangible. What do you use on a day-to-day basis, especially when it comes to your home and personal life? That's really what we're here to talk about. And that's what we're here to kind of discuss. Now, normally, Brian, when we get together, we, we try to have a topic that we go into in more detail. Sometimes we have episodes where we give recommendations. But this one, this one's going to be kind of a hybrid, I would think. It's a, it's, yep. we're going to talk about a topic, which is productivity, this idea of uh, being productive on your own computer, making sure your little tips and tricks of ways to do that better. But then also it's uh, kind of giving some recommendations. It's things that you and I both use and do to try to be more productive on the computer. So we're kind of, we're going to give some suggestions and recommendations, but it's all going to be on this idea of, Ways to be more productive. So, right. You were laughing. Yeah, I mean, I, did, did I say no, that? I just, <laughs> no, 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 you did. You were fine. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking, uh, I, I just wish I wasn't on the computer quite as much as I'm on the computer these days. So, if there's a yeah. way to be more productive to where I'm not having to do as much, that mm-hmm. would just be fantastic. So, uh, I'm hoping you're coming strong with your recommendations. I, you know, I don't know how strong I'm coming with mine and how new they are to people. But I can certainly tell you what uh, the things I want to discuss today are incredibly important to me and my workflow and uh, my work life. So, yep. And so are are mine. I know you and I both have kind of one big bucket of kind of ideas 
that we want to get into each, and then uh, maybe a couple other little productivity tips we can relay. I'll go ahead and say this for everybody listening, too. I mean, Brian and I have been pretty honest about the fact that since starting the show that we are both Mac users uh, yeah. primarily. We, 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 we dabble in Windows. We're comfortable with Windows, but Mac is where we live and where we work and play. And uh, so a lot of these suggestions we're going to talk about when it comes to being more productive on your computer are going to skew on the Mac side for sure. I think we're going to try to tie in some Windows equivalents or at least explain how you could do some of these same things on Windows as well as we go along. But just fair warning, uh, it's definitely going to skew more Mac on that side. But I hope the ideas are still valid enough for anybody who's not on a Mac. You can still get some ideas of things that you can actually do on your own computer we may just not give you exactly the steps on how to do it on your platform of choice if it's not a Mac. Is that fair yeah. enough? I mean, should we yeah. should we start out with a Windows thing about how to get away from the frozen screen of death or something, or to how to restart your computer? Yeah. I don't know. Is no. that wrong? Let's, is that wrong? Let's be fair. <laughs> Windows has gotten a lot better than it used to. It has so it's, much, it's, much it's, better. Much it's better. not the butt of the joke. I think we we Mac users used to have you. Know, <laughs> Uh, we still like to bring that up. We still like to remind people that it was pretty bad for a while. But uh, Windows Windows is good. Windows, uh, I've always believed it's whatever you kind of either grew up on or got used to using in a, in a work or, or setting. That's where you go. And there's no, there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to Mac or Windows anymore. It's truly what's a better wow. benefit and, and, and for you. Now, for me. Wow, you are truly being a politician, politician here. Yeah, good. I... I appreciate I play that. Both sides, man. Yeah, I'm good man. To, I'm good man. Yeah. Off, I'm trying to stave off the hate mail, Brian. I'm trying to make sure we don't get deluged <laughs> with, with hate mail. Oh, see, you know, we got to we got to spice it up here, man. Spice it up, right? Because you know, you know, Brian, when we bring out the hot takes, which we do frequently, <laughs> oh, oh, show, oh, we we bring we it. Get we bring just it. Just bombarded with emails from people <laughs> who take offense to things we say. So I'm just trying to be. A little more pacifist about this and say, look, yeah, hey, you're trying to calm the waters, calm the waters. We're I all, hear you. We're yeah. all good here. We're all good. Yeah. We're all mm-hmm. good in the place that we choose to be. And uh, we're going to talk more Mac stuff. But hey, if, if you do you if you're a Windows person. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Go for it. Um, we are the world. <laughs> like, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you feel me reaching through the computer and holding your hands? <laughs> Oh, I feel it, Alan. I feel it. All, All right. right. Well, let's, let's, talk let's see if we can get an efficiency here. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, so productivity efficiency. So, Brian, just yep. before we even get into this, I mean, what are we talking about when we when we use the words productivity and efficiency with dealing with computing? I mean, what is it we're really talking? Okay. About here? So, so here's here's the way that I approach this, and and I think I originally threw this this idea out to you because. One, because I'm always looking for new ideas and I was hoping you might come strong to help me out a little bit. Um, but two, um, I just, I start to, you've probably seen this as well, Alan, that, you know, when you help other people out or you happen to to go and look at someone else's computer when they're showing you something and you realize, <laughs> wow, you took a long time to do that, right? And I'm talking about that being open that app or change that setting or to you know, do something that I'm, 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 I'm honestly kind of gritting my teeth thinking, 
just move out of the way and let me do it, right? Move. Because there's <laughs> move Saturday night copy. live. Yeah, uh, tech guy. Yeah, just tech guy. Yes. yes, yeah, move. Yeah, no, I mean, there's so many, there's so many things that I, and again, I'm, you know, I'm by no means saying I am perfect with these things, but, um. I think to myself, wow, I I wonder how much time people are spending on repetitive tasks that uh, maybe it's, you know, multiple clicks when it only took one click, or maybe it is finding a different way to do that particular thing that does not take as much time. Because for those of those of you who are like us, and, and I know there's many of you out there that are on the computer a lot. The computer is your lifeline that you are, this is how you communicate with people. This is how you do your work. Um, if you were to go and add up the time in which, you know, you are between tasks and you're just trying to get to a task, maybe it's changed to another window. Maybe it's open a new app. Maybe it's to save something here and the number of clicks it took. I'd love to know, like, I'd love to see a um, kind of a, a graph of my daily activities and how much of the time was was kind of the menial task, the little task in between to get to the real work. And, and I'm always trying to minimize that. When I find myself doing something repetitively throughout the day and I see I'm doing the same thing over and over and over, I'm always thinking, is there any way that I could trim that down so that I'm not wasting as much time doing that. Yeah. Um, and I know that people love efficiency, right? People love to find a way to save themselves time, uh, save themselves energy. Um, I also know that people get stuck in their ways. And, you know, if, if there's one way that they do something and they're comfortable with it, a lot of times people mm -hmm. don't want to change, but I'm hoping that us, Maybe going through some of the things that we do, uh, I can learn from you, Alan. Hopefully, I, you know, maybe bring something that might be beneficial to you, but that others might see, like, oh my gosh, I, I, I get so annoyed by that as well. Maybe there's a way to fix it, even if we don't show it to you today. Maybe just the uh, the understanding that there are ways of tweaking your system so that it works for you, right? It works more efficiently for you. So you're not, you know, wasting a lot of uh, in-between time or setup time or click time. Um, I think click time is a really good <laughs> um, yeah, it is. You know, title well, for it, right? There's a lot of clicks that go on that probably yeah. don't have to happen. Right? Well, and, and Brian, I, I, I echo everything you just said. Uh, time is, I know, me, for a lot of people, is our most valuable asset. It is the thing I never feel like I have enough of. Yeah, I thought it was my family and my wife and you know my no. brother and sister and everything. And I, but, I see, I see them all plenty. They're they're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, they, they, time, actually, time away from to, family they, is like the most prefer, valuable. Thing. <laughs> they prefer to see less of me sometimes, so I think that's uh, that's okay. Um, but time is, I mean, time's critical, and yeah. You no. do start to think about it, and, and and you do start to think about you know all the okay you've got a, a got a document you've got to type up or put together for something, and if it takes you all these clicks to find the program that you're going to use to open it up, and all these other mm -hmm. clicks to figure out where you're going to save it to, and then you got all these other clicks to format it, and you're just you could trim that time down considerably. Yeah. And how could yep. that extra time you people I know at home are probably saying, well, you're just talking like half a second or seconds at a time. But think about it. If you're on a computer, if you do work on a computer all day, which I know there's a lot of people that do. 
those in individual seconds or half seconds of clicking and navigating and moving, you start to add those up throughout the day. I guarantee you there yeah. is a significant percentage of time spent on just menial operations on your computer that could be streamlined and could really yep. make a difference in your day. Yep. So, yep. I mean, how many, me, it, I, how many clicks does it, how many clicks does it take me to, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, if you were to time me on the things that I do, and, and if you told me I could not use those commands or those shortcuts anymore, I know for a fact everything I do is going to take yeah. 25% more time, at least, if not even more time than that. So, Right, right. Well, so so here's a here's a here's a nice analogy. The way that I like to think of it, I'm I'm sitting at my desk. I know you're sitting at your desk mm -hmm. right now, right? If you were to take everything that is, I mean, I know you're not a paper person, so maybe this isn't a great analogy. But if you took everything from where it normally is, and you put it all into let's say one drawer, and every time that you needed something, you had to dig through the drawer and try to find it in order to get it out. And then it went back in that junk drawer and you had to dig in that again for the next thing. Those little pieces, you go, oh, well, I know everything's there. I know everything's in the junk drawer. That's the way I get to it, right? But there would be so much more efficient ways of getting to that one thing if you knew where it was and you knew how to get to it quickly and you didn't have to take extra steps. And so what, what, what I think, at least my approach to this today was, are there, are there tips that I use or things that I try to do um, that may be beneficial to others um, to try to eliminate some of those in between things. And, uh, and if that means by the end of the day, you know, if I can't leave work early, right, which would be fantastic, right? You get done with your work early and you get to leave. But if I, at least at the end of the day, had more time to either breathe <laughs> or time mm -hmm. to do other tasks, so I got ahead of things, Fantastic, right? Then those little seconds do add up, and um, and also, quite honestly, once you start to realize efficiency, I think if nothing else, it becomes stressful and frustrating to go through steps to do things, right? So finding it, so if nothing else, you just kind of lower that stress of oh, okay, that was easy to do, and I have to do it thirty times today. Let me make it easy as opposed to the same, you know, uh, repetitive uh, cycle uh, 30 times. So, so yeah, I think that's, so I, you know, that's kind of our approach here, right? It is. It is. And so I say with that, that's a pretty good preamble to everything. Let, let's go ahead and talk, dig into kind of our big buckets. I mean, there's like one big topic yeah. you and I both have that we kind of feel like is the kind of a, a big crux of productivity on our computing that we're going to talk about. And then we got some other smaller items to, to cover as well. So Brian, let's talk about the, the first one on our plate. It's one I yep. probably feel like is in my top two of productivity needs. I think it's your number one. It is. And let's just talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. What, okay. what, what is that first tip here for us? Yeah. So, and this, this may sound incredibly obvious to a lot of people who do these, but um, keyboard shortcuts, right? Keystrokes. Mm -hmm. Keystrokes to me are one of the most valuable uh, time savers that I have when I'm uh, working on the computer. And so for, for what, if people aren't as familiar with those or don't tend to get into uh, uh, keystrokes or keyboard sh shortcuts, what I'm suggesting is my, my hands when I'm at a computer are on the keyboard in order to type. I'm typically doing typing and that sort of thing. Um, if I don't have to remove my hands from that keyboard in order to make a task happen, 
you know, rather than remove my hands, go to the mouse. And now let's just say I'm on a desktop right now where my mouse is separate from, you know, the computer itself. So remove my hands, go over, use a mouse, point to something, drop a menu down, click another menu, do something else. If I could make the touch of keys, make that same thing happen, then I am all about doing that. <laughs> and I, you know, if there are ways of me setting up keyboard shortcuts for uh, doing a number of things. Now, what we, you know, th- let's let's talk really quickly about the uh, the easy and obvious ones, Alan. I mean, for, for those of you who, if you were on a document and you wanted to copy a paragraph of your document and paste it somewhere else, mm-hmm. think about how you do that. Now, before keyboard shortcuts or those who don't use that, most likely you're highlighting, which is the mouse, you're dragging over it. You're going up to, you know, the top of the screen and then on a Mac that's file or is it file or edit? Or be the edit I don't even menu. know actually. Yeah, it's edit, it right? It's menu. funny. I don't, yeah. I don't use the menus anymore, so I don't know. Yeah. So I go to edit and I drag down to cut or copy, depending on what I want to do. Then I go and put my cursor somewhere else, which means going now, you know, moving my mouse around again, clicking somewhere else, going back up to that menu up top, edit again, and clicking paste, and then dropping it in. Um, For me, Alan, you know, I obviously am using keystrokes to be able to do that. Now, in, in all fairness, I still have to use the mouse because I have to put my cursor somewhere, assuming that my cursor is not already in the document. I could be just doing you know, yeah. down arrow down to get to a particular location. But if I want to quickly mm-hmm. go with a mouse, get to a location or highlight something, highlighting is still a little cleaner sometimes with a lot of text with my mouse. Um, yeah. Double clicking. But at that point, the mouse on a yeah. word exactly. is a really quick way to, to highlight a word or, or drag to a phrase. Double click, triple click if you want the full paragraph um, and it highlights it. And then I'm going command C, which is my way of saying copy. And then I'm putting my cursor somewhere else and I'm saying command V, holding those two keys down, hold command and then click V and that's to paste and putting it in the new place. Yeah, you may think that that doesn't save you a lot of time, but if you are someone, you know, me, I tend to copy and paste a lot. I'm using, you know, a template from one email into another or some part of a document to another place or into another location. it is it's and, and and again i the the t- the reason i know that it saves me time is when i'm sitting with someone else working collaboratively and they don't use <laughs> keystrokes yeah i find myself kind of just sitting there going um okay okay look uh can i can i show you how to do this because we could have been we could have been in there already right we could have copied and pasted already so Brian, how about you copy I, and paste i'm assuming is is a no-brainer for you right well, I, I didn't even know you could do that until you just told me <laughs> <yourself. laughs> Yeah. Oh, there you go. Alan, do you, do you like know what a mouse writing is? This down. I'm like, oh my you know God, what a this ma- is gold. Mouse is, right? <laughs> I'm like, this is gold. I, I, this, I'm writing this down. Um, no, no. Yeah, yeah. copy, paste. Absolutely. Um, right. I mean, that's kind of the, can, that's the gateway drug, right? I, that's the gateway Brian, drug to, I, I, to keyboard shortcuts. I just love how it's so obvious that you and I are brothers because you describing the situation of sitting next to somebody working who's not using keyboard commands to do these things. It's exactly where I am. Oh, it's it's maddening. Uh, it's maddening. It is. And I try not to be too judgmental about it because I understand right. that some people just get in their habits of how they use their computer. But boy, oh boy. I mean, it's yep. like, I'm just going to go get a coffee while you're doing this. I'll be back in a few minutes when you're done copying and pasting. <laughs> Let me know when you pasted. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, that's great. Now, Brian, I'm going to, throw up a window. I'm going to throw up the actual um, 
keyboard oh, good. preferences. Okay. Yep. Because yep. yeah, you talked about some of the more the most fundamental ones. I mean, I think the ones that are pretty inherent across the board yeah. for a lot of a lot of applications and programs, copy paste. Cut, Alan, copy, maybe just really quickly show how you got there. How I got to the keyboard command? Okay, yeah, sure. Oh, so yeah. this is on the Here. Mac. Now, granted, this is Mac focused. You know, Windows does have a capability for going into your keyboard yes. and having keyboard shortcuts programmed as well. But in your keyboard menu on the Mac, if I go to the system preferences for keyboard, by default, it's going to land me on this tab just for the keyboard where I can change the key speed and uh, and all that. But if I Flex go over speed, to shortcuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where I can actually, without having any other app or anything having to be installed, I can actually create keyboard shortcuts right here within the, the Mac system. Now, it comes preloaded with a bunch of ones already for uh, like Launchpad, Mission Control. I don't use any of those, so I don't, I don't right. know that. Um, and there's some default ones that come with the keyboard as well, some different function keys. It shows you right here off to the right-hand side what keys you have to press together to make something happen. But I think where the real power is, and Brian, what you're talking about is really when we get down to these app shortcuts, yeah. because this is where you can start to create new keyboard shortcuts based on what application you're in and what menu item you want to have replicated by that keyboard command. So I I had recently kind of reset all of mine because I moved to a new laptop just recently, and I'm kind of just building them back up. Uh, once I get in the flow of some new things, but I just wanted to show one I still use all the time. And that's under Microsoft Word. So I was able to go into this window and say, all right, I want to create a new keyboard shortcut. I have a plus button down here, which tells me I can add something. I want to add a new one. And I know the window doesn't pop up with the screen sharing here, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's basically asking me to choose what application I want to create a keyboard shortcut for. And then I have to type in what menu item I want it to replicate when I do this keyboard command. So in this situation, I wanted to have the bullets and numbering because the kind of document editing I do, I'm constantly having to go and format bullets and numbering on my documents. So instead of going up, and that's one that does not have a keyboard command already assigned to it, I wanted to create one for me. So I have it doing the command uh, semicolon. And for me, when I do that, it automatically pops up the bullets and numbering window in my Microsoft Word. So I don't have to go up to the menu and drag down to bullets and numbering and do that. To me, it's so much quicker to just do that keyboard command and I'm out. Um, what's nice is you can build one of these, some of any number of these for every application you use if you choose to. Now, every application has some of their own menu commands with their own keyboard commands mm-hmm. assigned to it. So if you learn those, great, but there are going to be some menu items or some parts of the app that don't have keyboard commands assigned to it. And that's where you can use your own and create your own. Right. Right. So, so I want, uh, yeah, I want to maybe back up just a little bit because I I think jumping into creating your own, right. Is, is great. And that's kind of maybe step two or three, right. Uh, If you're new to keyboard shortcuts, just go into the apps that you use often Mm -hmm. and, do things that you normally do. So if you're in Microsoft Word and you say, well, I always go up and I save every once in a while, or I always go up and open a new file, or I always go up and copy and paste, those menu items, if you click in those menu, they will give you save. And then next to that, it'll tell you, oh, use command S in order to do that, right? So 
the, those are the ones Alan was talking about are built in. Okay, yeah. So here's here. Yeah, and I just see if I can. It's gonna be a window. Can you do the whole? Pop up. Hmm? Can you do the whole screen, or is that too much? You got too much going. I can I can do a whole screen if you want, and you can actually see the menu, if that helps. Oh, you oh. might be able to. Well, I don't know if you're gonna do. No, it, yeah. it doesn't show. I have yep. to do the whole screen. Yep. Yep. Why don't you okay. let me let me do this because I've got a second screen here that I can sure, uh, that. I can use. So, I mean, I think what's really key, Alan. This is so. This is my screen mm -hmm. two. All right. So, as you can see over here at the very top, right, I've got the menu bar, and on the top left, and this is of course the dynamic thing that changes based on what application you're in. Um, you always have the Apple over there if you're in you're using an Apple uh, uh, device, but under things like file and edit, so edit's kind of an obvious one as we drop down, you'll see that I have, sorry, I have paste there, which I, if I'm pasting all the time, I'm copying things and pasting things. But if I just look over to the right and I see these characters, right? This is that little, you know, for command in an, on an Apple that's command V. And that just says, if you did command V on your keyboard, we would do this already. You don't have to come up here and do two clicks and move your mouse around, right? So if I come down here and say, Alan uh, is a decent brother. Oh, for that, not even That's decent. Not, that is the probably the nicest Jesus. thing I've heard you say. Gosh. No, that's yeah. about as good as it gets. So if I said, you know what? Decent is probably a little too nice for Alan, right? Mm -hmm. So you'll notice here a couple of things, right? I, you know, this may be not considered a keyboard shortcut. It's more of a mouse shortcut, because you mentioned Alan, right? Just double clicking, right? If you're not someone who does that, right? Double click on a word to highlight the word. Uh, triple click, right? Is to highlight the whole uh, sentence or a paragraph, which is great. But if I said, you know, decent's a little too much, right? I could go up and say, I want to copy that. And I want to, you know, maybe... Put it somewhere else. I go over here. Now I have to go back up and paste. Or I could have just on my keyboard, and X for me is actually cut. You know, I'm going to cut that one as well. And cut means I could probably put it somewhere else if I wanted to and say decent would be way down here. Right. And Alan is a brother. That's actually good enough. Right. And I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> Alan is a brother. <laughs> okay. Um, it's true. But the idea is I, you know, I did have to go to the mouse in order to potentially get to my initial spot. But after that, my hands were on the keyboard the whole time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I double clicked on the word and then I cut via with the command X. And then I actually did a, uh, uh, a click down on the arrows to get to a different spot yeah. and command V to paste and pasting it in. Again, it's small amount of time that you're saving, but given the fact that you might do this often, especially if you're editing at a document or if you're working with two documents or trying to kind of move things around, I think it is invaluable. And especially that one is a, things like copy, paste, cut, um, save, those are universal, right? I mean, every, every application that you're in, if you want to copy something and you want to paste it somewhere else, that will work as long as you're able to highlight that particular thing. Yeah. Um, and paste it in elsewhere. So I think knowing the standards, right, and knowing what it is that you do all the time and the little steps that you have to do, and then finding out, oh, wait a minute, there's actually a keyboard shortcut for that. So I don't have to, you know, continue to, to click through those things and, you know, train yourself. Then when you have other steps, this is where I would go back to you. If you have other things, like, as you said, there is nothing up here 
for me, let's see, bullets and numbering. Yeah, there is no keyboard shortcut there for bullet and numbering. So that's where Alan said, I use that all the time. So you were having to go up to do that from mm -hmm. either this spot or maybe the... There's a, there's a, there's a button right? on the, on, there's a button on the ribbon bar right. that you could also go to and do it, but you'd still have to do some extra clicks to go in and yep. really get the level of detail I want for it. So. so with Alan, you know, he knows he's, he's typing away and he's ready to go the next return and he wants a bullet here rather than having to go over, move his mouse around, drag down, say insert, all that sort of stuff. He's got a keyboard shortcut now that he made, um, for this particular application, um, yep. that now is, there you go. Mm -hmm. So now he's yep. got that in there, which means if he clicks that command semicolon and he kind of practices that for himself, it's quickly going to pull that up and allow him to do. So it saved him a couple of clicks, um, which mm -hmm. I think is, uh, which is helpful time, especially if you're doing it a lot. Um, yeah. you know, other, so uh, save, save and all that stuff. It's just, it's universal. Say, learn, learn the, the big universal ones. Right? One. Well, kind of the universal yeah. ones. I think we can all pretty much agree on. Cut, copy, and paste. Okay, those three yeah. are pretty much any application. Command V is cut, uh, command copy, command uh, V is paste. That, no, no. Yep. Command X is cut, command uh, C is copy, command V is C paste. is copy, V right. is paste. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Command S yep. is pretty universal also for saving. If you want to save the document you're yep. working on. Command S will always save it. And when I say command on the windows, it's control. The control key is kind yep. of the windows equivalent yep. for this, but the same, I mean, I, I think it's all the same con commands. It's just it is. control it is. V, control S and all that. Yes. The only other couple ones I'd say uh, quit is command Q. Mm -hmm. So quitting an application. And the last one I'd, I, I think is pretty universal is select all, which is command A. So Brian, you just showed how to, quickly select a word, mm -hmm. a sentence, or yep. a paragraph. But if you've got an entire document, an entire essay you want to copy, you go to command A and that will cop that will highlight and cop highlight the entire document and then you can do your command C or command X to cut or copy either way. Yeah. Uh, Alan, can I do you mind switching back over to mine real quick? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so the reason that I brought up uh keyboard shortcuts for me as being a big time saver is I was just looking here at a, at a keyboard. This is my just quick, <laughs> quick look at a keyboard for everybody. Um, I use of these, I use command Q, command W, command A, command S, command Z, command X, command C, command V, command B, command N, command M, Command P, Command I, Command O, Command U. I pretty much use almost every, almost every letter with a command to do something. And I do that, I'd say, multiple times a day, each one of those. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for example, Command P, print, right? I'm mm -hmm. going to print. It's going to bring up print screen. Command O, I'm going to open. Command uh, I, I'm going to italics, whatever I'm highlighting. Command uh, U, I'm going to underline. Command B, I'm going to bold. Command N, I'm going to do a new document. Command M, I'm going to minimize that document. So all of those things are built in. Those are those are not. I didn't have to make any of those, right? Those are things that are already built into a, a Mac, at least uh, on these computer. And I'm pretty sure every one of those, except for, let's see, there was one that was probably different. Well, minimize. I don't think I don't think Control M is a minimize on Windows. And minimize, by the way, is, you know, if you want to take the the window that you're on 
and put it down in your tray, put it aside, but don't close it, right? Don't quit the application, don't close it, don't close the window, but you wanna get it to the side and tuck it away, I minimize it. So those are things that I use every day. I use every one of those every day. And um, you know, if you can learn some of those, it, well, put it this way, if you heard any of those things like open, print, underline, bold, italics, new, uh, paste, by the way, uh, Command Z, Command Z and Command Y. Oh, I forgot about Command yeah. Y. Command Z and Command Y. I do Command Z, which is to undo, undo. and then Command Y to redo. I use those all the time. Yeah, right? I, I use those all the time. And uh, really, the only things that I don't use, and maybe you do, Alan, is there a Command E? I don't use Command E. I don't if use there is, Command E. Mm-mm. I don't use Command R. I don't no, use Command D, yeah. although I would say Command D, I've actually told to be a send my document, I think, or send my mail or something. So I'll use it in a different one. Oh, Command F, it's find. Find, yeah. Right? Command G and H, I don't think I, well, G, I don't use H, I do. So the idea is that the, these are things that I've just learned that are there. And that the beauty of knowing that they're there is you don't have to remember any application that you're in to do that. It's like I get into an application and I want to bold something. I know how to bold it. The system is going to remember, you know, it's going to yeah. know how to bold something. So, the, um, and this is, this is good. These are all universal commands. I will tell you that there are some apps out there that decide they want to play a little different. Uh, Adobe, unfortunately, is kind of, can be a little bad for that on some of their apps. Uh, you have to either go into the preferences and say whether you want, like uh, some of the more typical uh, commands to still register the same way as they would in other apps or not. So you just yeah. be mindful. You may have to kind of experiment. For the most part, the ones Brian's mentioning are going to be fairly universal, but right. there may be that app or two that has its own keyboard shortcuts, and you just need to spend a little time going up in the menus and seeing what are the shortcuts, if they're any different um, for that yep. particular application. Yep. The goal here is that learning these keyboard commands saves you time. There's no doubt about it. If your hands yep. are already on a keyboard for any reason anyway, to take your fingers off the keyboard to your mouse, to navigate on a mouse, find something, pull down, click on it, versus just already fingers on a keyboard and you hit a two keyboard, two key command. It is seconds difference, which over a day, a week, a month adds up to quite a bit of time. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're trying yep. to find out here. Yeah. So that that would actually be, yeah, that's actually my first, um, yeah, first and main actually time saver is that if you can learn the key commands that are already in place, mm-hmm. that's step one. And if you find out that that's a comfortable way for you to work, then start paying attention. I would say pay attention for a week or so of all the things that you do that can't be done right now under keystrokes, and think about if there are ways that you could create a keystroke. Mm-hmm. to be able to do that. And uh, that's where Alan brought up earlier. You can go and create some of your keystrokes and make a new one and say, you know what? I'm always, let me just do an example for you. If I am, uh, if I am always highlighting something, mm-hmm. right? And highlight just, I have to highlight all the time and I'm always having to get up there and really quickly kind of look to highlight and everything. Then I'm going to go in and, and say, you know what? If I could create a key uh, command that is, you know, Control Command H or something for highlight, that then pulls up the highlight menu or allows me to then do something separate. 
if there's a step that you can kind of create for yourself mm-hmm. to save some time, if it's something you yeah. do a lot, I think that's really, really helpful. Um, realize also any new application you download, the first one of the first things that I do, and I'm sure it's the same with you, Alan, you download a new app, I go to the preferences for that app just to see what can I tweak? What can I make more efficient? And usually there's things like, you know, create a keystroke in order to show the application. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've got one, just a quick example. I've got a, uh, we've, we've talked about Fantastical before many times, Alan, you and I, about how that's such a great application. One of the main reasons I use that app is because I wanted a menu bar calendar. That was it. That's what I wanted. And I didn't really care about the rest. I just wanted something that I could quickly see the calendar at any time I want. And mm-hmm. so I got Fantastical, opened up the preferences and saw how do I show the menu calendar? And I created a, a keystrokes. It's shift command C for me. And they, I do that probably about six or seven times a day that just drops down the calendar from the top. I can quickly see the dates and what's coming up and then put it back up and it's good to go. So yeah, yeah so Alan here, if you know, I'm looking, I just do my command for me, it's shift command C and there's my calendar down and back up. And the same keystroke brings it down and back up as I'm working rather than me going and saying, Oh, let me pull up my calendar, take over my whole screen, see that minimize it again. I have a keystroke and a lot of menu apps, menu bar apps, I think look for keystrokes, look for keystrokes. And if they do that, it saves you time. So I'll, I'll kind of pause there on keystrokes, but uh, I strongly advise if you don't use them, and you are someone at the computer all day, please, you know, do yourself a favor and, and uh, look to see what you can do to, to minimize that time. Well, Brian, just a one quick note on that. You mentioned like going to your preferences all the time, like for your application preferences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you knew or not, there's a universal keyboard command to always open up your preferences in any app you're in. And it is command on a Mac anyway, command the comma. So command comma, you press it, and it does not matter whatever app you are in, you do command comma and your preferences window pops up for that. App. See, hey, I, I knew you would bring something that would help me out today. I had no idea. I had no idea. Command comma. No idea. Command and I go to preferences all the time because I'm looking to change a function or find something out. Yes. Thank you. Very good. Yeah, you're, you're Sweet. quite welcome. That's why I'm here. Uh, you can take the rest of the day off. Good job. Yep. <laughs> Okay, not like so, you weren't going uh, anyway. Yeah. So we've talked a lot. Of th- we talked a lot about keyboard commands, and I, yeah. I do think that's probably the pinnacle of overall efficiency on a computer. Um, you know, Brian, I know somebody is going to be saying to us, but look, I feel like I'm faster with my mouse. Sure. Okay, maybe so. Uh, maybe maybe for people who aren't as comfortable with the keyboard or using keyboard layout, maybe the mouse might be a little faster for you. I think that's. I think that's a rare case. I, I think in general, people using computers typically have pretty good keyboard typing skills or at least fundamental keyboard skills. Learning a couple of keyboard commands, I still think in 95% of the situations is going to be a much faster way yeah. of operating. Alan, I'll, I'll maybe let me give it real quick. The, the only time I could see someone making the really effective argument that they're faster with the, key, the mouse would be if they don't work with words. Like if there's someone's working with images all the time and it's just about dragging and dropping and moving and all that stuff, and you're not necessarily on the keyboard, I can understand. It's like, this is where I'm comfortable. I've got this mouth. But if you're someone who is typing at any point in time during this process and your hands have to be there eventually, 
I find that that's the key. So really, it's like true. if you're spending more of your time on the keyboard than the mouse, which I do, more of my time is spent on the keyboard than the mouse, and the mouse yeah. is there to get me to my keyboard time, then by all means, keyboard keystrokes. So Well, you know, but even me, I mean, I work in video editing most of the day. Or I'm working in uh, uh, image processing, like Photoshop or some other programs like that. Yes, mouse am still important because I mean to do, you know, uh, more artistic and drawing and, and, and shape yep. work. You need the, you need the mouse, but I'm still, my other hand is over here still doing keyboard commands because mm. I'm still copying and pasting and I'm still selecting items and I'm still yeah doing a lot of those same things. So yeah, you're right. I mean, there are some, some uses and, and programs that rely more on mouse, but I think you're still benefiting yourself productivity wise if you learn the, the basic keyboard commands that you use all the time. Agreed. Brian, I know we said we were going to talk about all this without mentioning or feeling the need to go to like a third party app or some other app you got. So I just want to give one quick mention just because we're on this keyboard commands before we move away from it. What we've talked about that you can do with keyboard commands, you can replicate any menu option that's in a program with a keyboard command through what we just showed you on the system preferences, choosing your application and then typing in whatever that menu option is you want to have controlled by a keyboard command instead. Yep. But there are tools and programs out there that if you decide you really wanted to go full speed with keyboard shortcuts, programs that will let you create your own custom key commands, and it can be anything. It could be typing the word cake, C-A-K-E, followed by uh, something, whatever it may be. And you can have it create or, or perform a very automated task from just that keyboard command. Let's say if you're writing an email to somebody and uh, you always have a, a standard response you use on certain things, there's tools and apps that you could actually get uh, for Mac or Windows that will allow you to create a keyboard command that you you designate and then when you type that in it automatically knows always paste in these three paragraphs of text that into into your wherever you are little things like that you could really go pretty far with keyboard commands if you really wanted to automate your life even further with just simple commands on the keyboard to do that that does require an additional app something you have to purchase and all that so we won't go too much deeper into that but just know <laughs> what we've described here is kind of a a, a general usage of keyboard commands built into yep. your computer, but there are ways to go much further with it if you get into that that frame of mind. So, yep, yep. Um, Alan, so, so real quick, is that is it when I receive the every year uh, happy birthday Brian? Yep. Email. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When I receive the uh, sorry, I missed your birthday. Happy birthday. Happy late birthday. That's mm -hmm. probably a keyboard command for you, right? No, it's not even that. I actually um, schedule that. Um, oh, I schedule okay. all those. Like, That's an automator. Yeah, just, okay. It just does it completely automated for me. So two days late, anything. two days late, I get a text from you that That's says kind of happy belated. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. It's kind of my thing. Yeah. I have a, I have a reputation to maintain of always being late <laughs> with birthdays. So that's why I do it. Good. Okay. Um, all right. Let me flip over to what I'd like to share and talk about as kind of another big bucket of uh, efficiency. And again, uh, for people who are really into being efficient on their computers, this is not going to be anything new. Just like Brian said with keyboard shortcuts, you may already be doing this. But for anybody who's not, 
this is the biggest thing I'm going to try to advocate here. So let me see if I can show this properly on my screen over here. On a Mac and on a Windows, you have a search function. Okay, on the Mac, and I know my cursor is really small here, but you have a magnifying glass up in the corner, typically, which is your spotlight. That is your, that is your search. Um, on Windows, it's in your taskbar. There is a search function inside there. Typically along the bottom, there's a place where you can go in and click and start typing a search for something. Now, yeah, yes, if you wanted to search for something on your computer, you could take your mouse, go up to the, 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 the magnifying glass, and then think about what you want to search for. Like typically people, when they're searching for, are thinking about a document or maybe mm -hmm. a photo or something that they're looking for. Okay. I'm going to focus right now on the Mac and just say, because I know Windows will do a lot of the same things on this taskbar. But first and foremost, talking about keyboard commands in relation to searching, I use this spotlight search nonstop throughout the day. I actually use this search instead of going and opening up my my hard drive and looking into folders and navigating into things. I use the search almost exclusively for my finding things and navigating to things on my computer. The first thing I do is I don't ever go up and touch the, uh, click the magnifying glass. On a Mac, it's command space. Command space, you click those, those are the two keys right next to each other on the keyboard. You click those two, no matter where you are on your operating system on your Mac, and the spotlight search starts pops up. Okay, so that's one little quick thing that saves you a couple mm -hmm. seconds there just doing that. But I don't think people realize what all you can do from these search functions. It's not just purely search for a document, okay? If I wanna open up a particular program, um, let's say I wanna open up Photoshop, okay? I know I've got Photoshop on my computer, I know it's installed on there. I may have an icon for it down in my dock at the bottom or on my start bar. I could have, I definitely have it. If I go open up my hard drive and then go to my applications folder, I'll see it there. There's a lot of ways to get to it. The most efficient way to open up an application, in my opinion, is going to that spotlight search and on a Mac, it's command space. And you start typing the name of the program. And you'll see right away, me just typing in the first three to four characters, it automatically popped up as my top option there. It knows that I open up Photoshop quite a bit. It knows that this is a program I use and it, it automatically populates very, very quickly there. And once it's highlighted, I simply just have to hit return on my keyboard and that application opens. So thinking about that, if you have to go to your applications folder, navigate to it, scroll down to find that application in alphabetical order, and then double click on it, that is a much longer process. This is one keyboard command, typing a couple characters, hit return, and I've got Photoshop open and loading and ready to go. Same thing with any other programs on here, Word. There it says Microsoft Word. It knows what I'm looking for right away. So now if I did type in Word and say I wasn't working for, looking for Microsoft Word, but I was looking for WordPad, for example, on my Windows side, I can use my arrow keys and just right away, just like click down to different options it's giving me on that search. And then I just hit return, it opens that up as well. So again, I haven't left my keyboard. I am one keyboard command, typing in a couple of characters, hit return. I've now opened up a dot, an application that may be buried deep in my computer, but it doesn't matter because I just brought it up with a few, a few keystrokes. Um, nice. Of course, I can still do this with documents. 
So if I was, if there was a proposal I did, sure enough, if there's proposals, I, I type the word proposal. It shows me some of my more recent ones that have proposal in the title. Um, but here's where things get, and, and that's how most people don't, don't type porn. Don't type porn. You're being recorded. So don't type porn. I, know, I, okay. I, I had to kind of stop myself. Be careful. Be careful. In some, typing in some characters I was getting ready to type in. I had to remind myself, wait a minute, this could. Yeah. yeah whoa. Else. So yeah, no, no. Okay. The thing I want to show you though, is what else you can do from this spotlight search that I don't think a lot of people realize they can do. Um, so there's the search I could do, just like I said, documents, uh, anything else on, on that end. Um, did you know you could actually do quick math calculations within the spotlight search? I did not. What's Show this? me. Three times four equals 12. <laughs> that did it right away. And I can actually, I can actually get co- kind of complicated with it, too. I can actually, I've done some pretty complicated calculations. You know, if you if you don't want to have to go find your calculator app on your computer, you don't want to have to go uh, open up a spreadsheet just to do a calculation. You just need something quick. You want to know it, it's right there. Um, it can also, it's connected to the internet, so you can do quick little searches too on things that you need to find instead of opening up your web browser, going and doing a search and all. You can do it right here from your search. If I say weather, Hickory, North Carolina, right there, I see my forecast i see my high and my low without having to do anything else okay so i find myself using this search bar as my i need something quick i need to know something i want to look up something without having to open up anything else okay because i don't even open this up now i just wanted to see oh okay yeah i see the high 77 cool that's what i wanted to know and i'm done and then i can close it back off um if i wanted to do a web search you know, let's say if I was searching for um, what's a good web search uh, category. Um, if I wanted to look up uh, what's going on in Ukraine, okay, uh, you know, there's web searches right there showing uh, Ukraine, Ukraine news, Ukraine war, Ukraine war map. I can click any of those return. It will open up my web browser and already already have performed a search for that word. So. And, but I also see other websites that's suggesting down here for me as well. It's like, hey, you may be interested in this site or this site or this one. It's things I would do if I went into Google on my web browser to do. But again, I've done it without having to open up that browser without yeah. go into anything separate. I just think this thing is really incredibly powerful. And again, I open up all my applications with this. I open up, uh, I do Google searches or searches from here, staying here first. I check weather from here. I think it does sports scores as well if I wanted to pull up a sports score. Uh, saves me a lot of time from having to go and again, opening up a browser, opening up another app and trying to do a search for it there. So hmm. I know the windows taskbar wow. does a lot of the same functionality, but the spotlight search is really powerful. And I, again, I've done all of this without leaving my, my keyboard without having to touch the mouse. It's all quickly. And I got all the information. I, need. So. I have to tell you, I feel as someone who has recently been talking about keystrokes, I feel incredibly inadequate right now because I use I use Spotlight maybe once a month that I would open okay. that up. Maybe, right? Yeah. If I couldn't find an app, if I couldn't, I'm, I couldn't find a document. I just don't use Spotlight. But seeing you use that and actually me just thinking through using it makes a lot more sense. Now, here's 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 what I here's what I think is great for for people and especially since we're talking about 
very many <laughs> levels of time here. We're talking about small, minute changes in your your timing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I I will open up a web browser, I'll go into the web browser, do a search, whatever. But you know what I do love, Alan, is that um, you showing and reminding people that if you're doing this, use the keystroke to get out of Spotlight as well, right? So just now mm -hmm. you pulled up Spotlight with a keystroke, you type something in, you use mm -hmm. Spotlight or use keystroke to get rid of Spotlight, okay? Mm -hmm. But what I also like, and one of the things I didn't like about Spotlight originally, and I don't know if it always did this, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I thought it used to be that if I then open Spotlight back up again, and it still showed me my last search. Okay, so right there, Alan. So if you, you know, if you, you know, key keystroke out of Spotlight. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead and type something in. Yeah, type something in and leave it there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just type anything in. Not porn. Not porn. Not porn. Okay. Okay. So now keystroke out of it. Mm -hmm. Like the Apple. Yeah, and keystroke back in. Okay. So I I seem to remember that it was troublesome and that when I opened it back up and it was still there that I had to potentially even click back in to start typing something new. So that was a problem. But now if you just type, you're automatically typing something new, right? Which for most people, you don't realize that's another time saver, right? In that it's doing a good job of in the spotlight, type something, hide spotlight by yeah. doing the same keystroke, mm -hmm. open it back up again and just start typing and it well, automatically goes to something actually, new. Actually, I just hit the delete key. Wait, I don't one, even think you have time. to do that. I don't even think you have to do you that. Just type again. Try it again. No, no, try it again. Okay. So out, and then go here. back in, and type. Yep. Oh, that's true, yeah. So I just found that too, but I don't think it always used to do that. I think you used to have yeah. to either back out or something, which is another that's step true. I didn't like. Now I'm it's so great. You can the, see it, yeah. but you you just start typing, and you're something new. Again, that's I'm so used saving to the delete keystrokes. Key, but you're right. I can just start typing yep. something new on that. Um, yeah. Okay. So good. So I added something to the to the discussion did. here. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, couple more. Quick no, that's great. Just tell you. Yep. Uh, definition of uh, after. So I can actually see the definitions of words just by like, highlighting it and reading the definition that it pops up for me without having to go and go anywhere, open up any other app. Definitions it does. Uh, I love the fact that it does conversion of currencies and measurements. So if I say I want to translate uh, $34 in, uh, I'll say pesos, then it shows me $34 in pesos equals 684 Mexican pesos. Okay. Nice. So nice. again, this becomes, this just becomes that tool where I, I, I guarantee you most people, if they were trying to figure that calculation out, we're opening up a web browser, yep. going yep. to Google, typing it in, hit Google search, waiting and seeing the responses and hoping the right response came up at the top and then choose that one. Now it's like, just hit your spotlight, hit your taskbar, type that phrase in, and it just does it on the fly and you've got it there. So to me, it's just, this is all just all about efficiency for me. Yeah. Um, so, so let me um, tell you one thing that I just noticed that it doesn't do well because I'm getting excited about this because these are, I'm looking, thinking of all the things that I mm -hmm. have to pull up a web browser for. You know, if you wanted to find the time and you at the time in London right now, okay, what would you do? Let's see. I, I haven't done that in a while, so 
Yep. Time in London. So this is a well, this is a problem. This is what I I mean. This okay, this well, ought to be one of the ones that they need to that that needs to be a first a first line, right? It needs to recognize mm. time. Yeah, I can see that. What is time in London? Um. Yeah. See, it's bringing up the weather in London. That's not right. Yeah, that doesn't make yeah. sense, right? I mean, that's one of those. Is, so I think it's continuing to get better. Spotlight's getting better. Um, yeah, I've never done. But I keep thinking about what are the things that I need to search, right? What do I need to search. Yeah. Okay, what time is it in Israel right now? If I'm going to make a call, you know that sort of stuff. So I think there that if that continues to get better, which is already a lot better than I remember using it previously. Uh, mm. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's really really good. Again, and just if, yeah, if nothing else, if you use that menu that that's that search button for nothing but opening up your applications, yeah, you want to use. Yep. To me, that's still the biggest time saver because again, I'm thinking to myself, I've got a lot of apps on my computer. If I needed one in particular and I had to go navigate to my hard drive and find the applications folder and then find that application listed in that folder, uh, you know, this is a world of, of savings of time right here. So um, spotlight yep. search is my big thing and just, it is getting better. Yeah. I did not use it years ago when it first started kind of rolling out. Um, I didn't find it as very useful. Now, I use it all the time for opening up applications. I use it most of the time when I'm looking for a document. The fact that it can search my email archive, if I'm using the Apple Mail program, it'll search email archives so I could type in words. And if it sees an email in my archive that has those words in it, it'll pop those up as one of my options. Um, I can get to, I'm going to say 90% of what I need to look for on my computer through here. So, yeah. yeah. That's my uh, that's my big, okay. my big suggestion there. Can I can I give another one? Yeah, yeah sure. we, we got a few minutes yeah, here. I got, I, yeah. got a, I got a couple quick ones I want to do as well. Too. Okay, good. Yeah. So, because you just mentioned uh, that you well, you advise people if you use it for nothing other than finding your application that you want to open, right? That it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. Alan, could you share my well? Actually, so yeah, share my uh, screen again. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so here's the other thing that I think, I guess I didn't realize that other people weren't doing as much. Uh, and I, for me, it's a, it's, it's just a, um, well, it's, it's the way I operate in terms of finding things. So everybody knows that the dock, you've got the dock at the bottom for uh, a Mac person, right? Uh, Alan, how do you, if you wanted right now, if I, obviously, if I didn't give you Spotlight, because it sounds like you use Spotlight to do this, mm-hmm. if I said, um, Open up the the calendar or the uh, the calculator app. Mm-hmm. How would you go about doing it if you didn't have Spotlight for on, on your computer? On my computer, if I did not have yep. Spotlight, did not use my Spotlight search to do it. Yeah. Well, if it's in my dock, yeah, I would then click you on click it on, on the dock. dock. Sure. If it's not in my dock, I have to uh, find the most efficient like way up. to get to my hard drive applications folder and find it in there. So, like maybe a Finder window. Right. And from Finder window, you go to, to applications and yep. you look for, there we go. Right. Yep. So for me, that was happening a lot. Right. I was looking for applications. I was looking mm-hmm. for documents. I was looking for downloads, things that I downloaded. Yeah. So here's what I do. And Alan, I don't know if you do this or not, but uh, down in my dock, I actually dropped those folders. So for me, applications is here in my dock and I click on it and there's where all my applications are. This is the first thing that I do. If I'm looking for an application, I click down. And all I did, for those that don't know, I'm in a finder. 
any any folder that I see that I think I access a lot. So let's say that right now I, I access uh, pictures a lot. I'm just going to drag pictures down to the right side of my dock. And when it's there, that means that clicking on pictures shows me what's in pictures. And of course, all I have in there is that one folder, yeah. right? But for me, downloads is a lot. Like I'll download a lot of things. And if I'm clicking on download, there's where my downloads are. Yep. And that's the way that I'm going to to access them, right? And just the fact that I can, you can put folders in your dock and they go to the right over there, which means that they are accessible and mm -hmm. you can change the way in which they're accessible. I actually, I don't know if you notice, I put my desktop down there, which you may think yeah. is kind of crazy, but my desktop is always hidden by other windows. I much prefer to see what's on my desktop here. Yeah. You know, either A or if I double click on it and change it to, or I'm going to, let's see, change it to, I prefer to list. Yeah. Right. That I could at least see what's there. I could even get inside the um, mm -hmm. the folders there for me accessing it from the dock, which, of course, dock floats above everything that's there, which means I don't have to move windows. I don't have to do extra clicks to get mm -hmm. to something. I don't have to open up a finder window like you were suggesting to go to find that particular thing. If there are folders that you access all the time and you like to go into them rather than having to take multiple steps to get to that folder. I mean, that's one of the things I didn't like about Windows, right? Is I having to go down to the start, go to documents, or I'd have to put that documents on the desktop folder, which mm -hmm. also means it was hidden all the time and I had to hide things in order to get to it. Having the ability to put regularly used folders uh, mm -hmm. down in the, the, the doc or the, um, uh, I think on Windows, you can also do that, I think on Windows, right? In the... Yeah. The tab, what is it called? The bottom your, bar. The, yeah, the start bar. The, the start uh, bar. Uh, there you go. Yeah. You can put folders down there as well. Same idea. So you can yep. actually have applications or folders just like the doc does down there. And Brian, that kind of dovetails into what, yeah, I was going to give mm -hmm. us a, while you're on the doc here idea. Basically, what you're talking about is that when we get a computer, a new computer, a new setup, it comes with a doc down at the bottom of apps that it's already put in there for us. Yep. Windows the same way. You have your your start bar. It's already got icons of apps that it wants you to kind of, or widgets or other things it wants you to have in that start bar. Customizing that that dock to fit your needs is really critical. Or that start bar. If there are apps down there that you do not use or do not get too often, don't have them down there because all it does is just kind of abstract away from what you're focusing on. You can remove icons from that dock or from a start bar. It does not delete the application. Right. The application is still on your computer. All you're doing is removing a little link shortcut out of that dock. That's yep. it. Yep. I know people have asked me all the time. It's like, I don't want to delete that app. So I don't want to get it rid of my dock. It's like, no, that does not delete it. It yep. simply is a clickable. Cutting the shortcut. Cutting away the shortcut. So for Windows you people, can, that's when you add a shortcut to your desktop or something, and it's got that little arrow. All you're doing is deleting the shortcut, not the app. Right. Good call. Not the app. Right. So, for example, Brian, Brian down in your dock, if yep. I wanted to get rid of the music app yep. that you've got the little red icon, you can just click and either drag it up or under options, you can remove it from dock. Yep. Either way, you can so I can remove it. Up above that. Yeah. And also I would say for people just notice there's some other really cool things here too, right? Open it login means if there's some apps that you always have open, there's another thing, right? If I always open these apps every day because I like to use them in the morning, well, have it open at login. Every time you log into your computer, it's going to open, right? Log in your computer or enter your computer, it opens it right up. 
that dock but, actually can become pretty powerful. Now, granted, I don't use the dock for opening apps anymore, but I do have a few apps in the dock down there. There's just ones kind of my mainstays that, I, and more than anything, I just kind of make sure I know which ones are open at any given time by yeah. looking down there. Yeah. Um, I do a lot more with folders on my dock, just like what you were describing, mm-hmm. folders that I access pretty often, especially the downloads folder, because as downloads, I don't know the name of a lot of the files I download. Yep. I just know I yep. downloaded them, but I would not be able to find them in my my spotlight search. So I will use the downloads folder, put it in my dock. That way I can click quickly uh, click on it, and it shows me the whole list right there without having to go navigate to it on my computer. Yep. Um, no, it's great. So the dock is important. The dock should be your personal shortcut. Um your own your own personal bank of shortcuts. Right. Only put apps down there that you won't, remove ones that you don't need to be down there and, and get rid of any of the clutter. But then use those folders as ways to quick access to things that you need to get to without having to navigate through your hard drive to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's apps like I have where I like to be able to see how many messages are there without having to open it up, right? That to me is a time saver, right? If I see that there's a message rather than having to go and look to see if someone has responded, if I'm on my computer or how many tasks I have left or what the, you know, the date is on some of these things, those are great ones to have. I do use the, the, the doc out. And of course I'm, I'm thinking about starting to use the, uh, the spotlight to do a little bit more, but, but for sure, if I'm, I rarely ever just open a finder window to go and search for applications or whatever. As you can see down here, I have desktop, downloads, applications. Well, now I put full uh, photos, which is not or pictures, but not usually there. And then utilities, right? Those are the things that I put down there that I don't want to have to click multiple things in order to go and find them. Exactly. I just want to open it up and see really quickly uh, what's there. And, um, yeah, so I think that's a that's a time save on a Mac. It's a time save on a Windows to say what are the shortcuts I need, and you know, again, I think that's a really key piece that we always say. I'm going to put it on the desktop. Okay, that's great, but if you're working, your desktop is usually covered, which means you now have at least a couple of steps to get to that desktop to see what's there. Um, and by the way, can I just give a, a PSA, a public service, a service announcement here? Please don't keep every file you own on the desktop. Oh my gosh, Alan! All right, if you want to give if you want to give me a heart attack, and I will I will call out. I'm actually going to call out one of my my colleagues right now, and she knows who it is. I'm not going to say her name, but I was in her office the other day, and she was kind of showing me something computer, and I saw that she probably had every app, every folder that she owns, or every document she owns on her desktop. Meaning, and they were organized really, really well, and she knows how to get there. Right. That's the thing. She knows where those things are. Uh, But I'll give a quick, quick plug to say when you do that, if you don't realize this, that will actually slow your computer down because your desktop is always working and it is working to show these folders and files. So you may think that, oh, well, that's just a static thing. That's just where they're located. No, it actually will slow your computer down if you have more things on your desktop, as opposed to putting them in folders or putting them in a, another folder away from the desktop, putting them in a folder down in your dock, right? Um, so not only that, but it's also just, my God, I mean, the humanity of having to search through, you know, hundreds of things that are on one screen. I, uh, I, I almost had to leave her office. I mean, I almost said, I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to come back later because I need, I need a break um, to yeah. see that. I need a minute. I need a minute. I need, to, I I need, need a minute. And, uh, but anyway, so that's one of those things that just think about, yes, that's comfortable for you, 
And, and I totally get it. I do not want to change anyone's comfort level. But think about why it's comfortable for you. Is it comfortable for you because that's just what you've always done? Or is it really less steps to get there than what you could have created? Uh, and if you can create another step yeah. to get there even easier without having to remove my windows and move them around in order to see what's there, then by all means, let's let's figure out a way to do that. Yep. Sorry, that was my my quick. Spoken oh like my god! <laughs> I I literally Spoken I literally like almost right I was here, like so. I I'm I mm. I may need to leave you right now. Um and uh, and I was there to kind of help with some up. other computer stuff and. There might be somebody near and dear to me. Mm. Really close. Well, do tell. They're not. They're not listening. So do tell, please. No, I definitely know they're not listening. <laughs> That may suffer from the same. Situation. Oh, what is the situation? What do we? What can we call it? What can we call it? Um, hmm. uh, yes, is DOS I, I, desktop I, I, overload syndrome or um, desktop def, um, Yeah, DCS des, desktop desktop clutter des, syndrome. There, there he goes. Desktop clutter uh, syndrome. Yep. Or just it's the desktop default. Like I, I just put everything yeah. on the desktop. Okay. Desktop default. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. So I'm getting it on the on the side here. Now, let me really quick, quick, Alan. Do you use your desktop? What do you use your desktop for? Sorry, I'm, I know I'm going to get off the rails okay. here a little bit, but what do you use your so desktop for? I do have a few. I do have a few documents on my okay. desktop, and the the reason they're there is because they're kind of my. There are a few documents that are kind of my. Um, I have to open these documents almost every day to yep. update something yep. or to log something, or maybe it's a key spreadsheet I use for like creating proposals or whatever. It's just things I know that I'm always accessing as a document. So I have those and they're along the side of my desktop. Yeah, they're hidden yep. and I can still get to them with my keyboard commands and spotlight, but I do have a few documents that are kind of my mainstay documents. And I know I want them to be front and center to where when I do have my desktop open, yeah. I see them. The other thing that pops up in your desktops, which I hate and I have to change all the time, is screenshots. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. When I make yeah. a screenshot, by default, if you make a screenshot of anything on your computer, on a Mac do daily, yeah. they they default to the desktop folder to save, unless you make a change. And you do have to go. There is a way to go in and change where those screenshots get saved by default. So for anybody, it's kind of the last one I want to get into, Brian, because I know we got to wrap this up here a little bit, but I do want to throw this out there. If we're doing a a, a, a screenshot, and let me see if I can uh, pull up a good one here for us. Um, I think I've got something I can share. Uh, let me see. No porn, no porn, no right, porn. Let's go back and, and share this. So if I... Uh, if I'm here and I've got something up on my screen, so this is just a desktop and I've got Microsoft Word open on it, um, I can go on here and on the Mac, it is uh, to do a screenshot, meaning I want to grab a frame, I want to grab a, a photo of what's on my desktop. Think about this. If you're needing to um, show somebody something, you want to send somebody a picture of what you're seeing on a screen or you want to... Um, drop a picture of a website into a presentation. There's a whole lot of ways you could need a, a yep. picture of your, of yep. your computer. Uh, on the Mac, you can go, there's an application called Grab, which I believe is the one that you can use to do screenshots. Is it still called a screen? No, no. Actually, now you just use... It's a screenshot. Is it called a screenshot now? 
Yep, there's something yeah, called see, Screenshot. I don't mm-hmm. ever go to the app. I don't know. Yep. It, it used to yep. be called Grab. Now it's called Screenshot. Okay. But what I've always done, going back to our keyboard commands, it's a Shift-Command-3. Yep. And when I do that, I actually hear a little shutter click, and it shows me down in the bottom corner. I don't know if you saw it there for a second. Mm-hmm. Then it did take a screenshot of that window. Okay. Now, that's great. That's what I wanted. But uh, by default, it's going to save it to my desktop folder. Um, I don't want things to go to my desktop folder. I want to have control of where I, where I change them to. So you actually have some other keyboard commands on screenshots. Uh, Shift-Command-5, again, on a Mac, brings up a window where I can, I don't know if you can see this or not. Um, yep, yep, you can. Where I can mm-hmm. control a portion. It gives me a dotted box, and I can tr- control what portion I want to make a screenshot of. But there's something else important here now. Down here under Options, do you see the Options button down there, Brian? Yep, I do. Under Options, there's now a way where I can say, instead of saving to desktop, I can save to other location. Okay? So if I say, you know what, I want to start making sure these go to some other folder, my Projects folder. I can choose that. Now, when I create the screenshot, it's going to save it to that folder, which is what I want to do in the first That's And that saves that preference, Alan, for next time? It, it does if I'm doing the okay. same type of screen capture going forward. Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, cool. So that's, that's great. Uh, that's really nice and it's really simple. And again, screenshotting is super easy to do with keyboard commands. Yes, you can open up the screen screen capture app. Yep. See again, I don't ever use it. Screen screenshot. Screenshot. Screenshot app. That's the name of it yep. now. So I can yep. open that up and that's fine. But if you learn the keyboard command you can get your screenshots really quick. Oh, that's, so shift command that's helpful. Uh, shift command five is, I think, to do a uh, a marquee where you can choose what you want on your screen to do a screenshot of. So a lot of good options. Shift, shift command four, I believe, gives you the cursor so you can drag over different things or something. Or actually pick, you can pick something. So, yeah, if you do shift yep. command four, there yep, you there you go. You can actually draw over it yeah, and, you and draw capture that. Rectangle, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. A lot of different options. No, that's screen, great. That's great. Screen Capture 5, though, the reason I want to mention that, mm-hmm. the Screen Capture 5 is because that's where you have options that come up yeah. that yep. you don't have before. And right there, no, that's, that's super slick. Window. That's where you can choose your different option. That's relatively new, too. It used to not be that way. It used to be that you had to go into the terminal and actually learn a command <laughs> to change the default location of where your screenshots go. But luckily, they've let you now. Change yeah. it through a menu option. Still not super intuitive to get to it, but it's better than it was. So, well, and I have I have the app itself down in my dock because it's one I use all the time. So oh, I okay. drag it down. Yeah. I drag it down there. Uh, I let I do have yeah, the a, I know the keystrokes, but uh, it's yeah. Sometimes there's good, so many keystrokes I mean, to know. A there's a look, yeah. Brian. That's a good yeah. neophyte way to do it. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's great. That's good for you. Oh, let's see. So I actually, I'm trying to think, do we, you know, I know we could go, we could go on forever about these things, but um, actually, you know, one one thing I I just want to mention really quick, just because we talked about the desktop, because this is a kind of a, an important thing for me. And it's something I've actually helped some other people utilize a little bit more effectively. But if you were someone that's on a Mac and uh, even if you don't pay for iCloud, Actually, for a long time, I never paid for iCloud, right? Mm-hmm. You know, iCloud would give you five gigabytes for free, right? For those who don't know, that's the the on the storage, you know, that it gives you to be able to 
uh, keep some things um, uh, in the cloud and use them across devices. Uh, there is an option in iCloud to say, uh, save my desktop and my documents folder to iCloud. Okay. Now, let me let me just clarify really quick because I think this is something for me, this saves me a lot of time, but it also is something that needs some clarification. So Alan, do you do that, by the way? Do you, mm -hmm. do you sync your, okay. So you sync your desktop and your, your documents to the cloud, which means that if you go on your phone and you click into the files app and go to desktop, you can see whatever is on your desktop, right? Which yes. is fantastic. It is. Now, realize that if you're someone that's like, well, gosh, I have tons of stuff in my desktop. This is great. Okay, you're going to have to pay if you've got a lot of stuff on your desktop and in your documents folder. Yes. Uh, let me scroll back. I do pay now. I do pay for iCloud, but I pay for it as part of the service. But back before I did, and I had five gigabytes, and people are like, oh, I can't save anything because it's only five gigabytes. I still use the desktop and documents sync uh, option at that point. But what I did is I stopped saving things in documents. Documents became empty. <laughs> my desktop became the, what am I working on right now this week? So anything that I'm going to be working on now, I throw it on the desktop, which means I can open up my phone. It's there. I can open up an iPad. It's there. I could go on a web browser and I can find it. And when I'm ready to, to get rid of it or to, to move it somewhere else to more permanent storage, it never goes into documents because documents mm -hmm. gets saved, right? Uh, it is going to use up my iCloud of five gigabytes I have. So I created a second version of the documents folder, mm. which was called stuff, S-T-U-F-F. And there I just you, threw uh, everything S -S there. Exactly. Yeah, that did not get synced to iCloud which means that became my normal documents folder. I put it in my doc. I could get to things, right? But my desktop has still, and still to this day, just as you are, it is my right now, what I'm working on, what I need quick access to, but I need access to it potentially at my phone, my iPad, anywhere else that I'm doing. And then when it's ready to go, I move it, I move it off device. I move it to box. I move it to drive, one of those. So when people ask me like how much hard drive space I need, I say, well, I personally don't need much because I don't keep a lot on my computer. I keep everything on drive or box. But if it's on my desktop, it is oh, in nice. iCloud, which means that I'm going to be able to yeah. use it on device. So anyway, so that's just kind of a quick. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little different in that. I used to do the same thing back when I was yeah. using the very limited iCloud storage. I did the same exact thing. Desktop was my. Yeah. I mean, you have free, sync. right? It's free. It's always yeah. in sync. And then I just create a different folder to put my documents in. I wish there was. I wish there was more granularity to say sync the desktop folder, desktop only, the de documents, yes. or even sync movies and other things. I wish I could yep. sync some of the other folders if I chose to. I've splurged, and my whole family is on the iCloud Premier plan. Yep. So we actually have two terabytes of storage up in iCloud, which that's why I said that. Go ahead and sync everything. Nice. So all of my documents are in my documents folder. And it syncs all of them. I've got like 100 gigabytes of documents in my hard drive. And they are all up in the iCloud, which for me is a, is a, is a blessing because it means if I'm somewhere on my iPad or on my phone, somewhere remotely, and I need to pull up a document on any project I'm working on or any document I need, I know I've got it there available to pull up. Um, but what you described is great if people don't want to pay for that level of storage. Um, right, right. It's good. I just wish Apple would give us a few more options on syncing. I totally agree. 
lumping everything in the desktop and documents on I mean that was their that was their money grab unfortunately to get you to use iCloud right to see how cool yeah. this was but then making sure that you got all your documents there but so. that syncing feature Brian has changed my computing life dramatically yeah. because yeah. I I no longer it used to be I used to think my Mac is my that's where I get my work done and my phone and my tablet were simply just for being able to check email and web surf now it's like no I know that anything I work on here is going to, within moments, be synced up and available to me anywhere yep. I am on a phone or tablet. So yep. I really feel like I'm just connected everywhere, which is amazing. So uh, that is a productivity tip, is that if you find yourself where you're having to get access to anything on your computer on a regular basis, on a mobile device or on a, a tablet, you may want to check into that syncing option and see how much you yep. want to use it and how if you need to put money into it to get a higher capacity because... For me, uh, I use it every day. I'm at a meeting with a client, and I've just got my iPad, and it's like, oh, you want to bring, you want to see the the graphic I we, we developed got that. for you? Cool, cool. Let me go go into your folder on my on my documents in the Files app and pull sure. it up, and there it is, and it's just great. Yep. So, uh, yep. And if you're on a Windows machine, they have similar versions. They have similar things, but even even if you're cross platform. Look at something like Dropbox or some of these box, some of these services that will allow you to at least save to something that you know is immediately going to be available at other devices. I mean, because look, we, are, drive, we are cross, we are cross a, device yeah. people now, right? There's no longer one, Google drive, one device. I'll have apps that you can put on your Mac or Windows and will allow you to anything you put in those folders on your computer will automatically get synced to the web version, which means you can now see them on any mobile device. Same idea. I think syncing yep. of documents and having whichever ones you choose to make available is a huge efficiency for a lot of people. I, I so, totally cool. agree. I mean, think about what did we do before, Alan? If you needed it from somewhere like an iPad and you were like, oh, crap, it's on my computer, you had to really know like remote desktop in all these oh, sorts yeah. of things. You had to go and make sure you emailed it to yourself and all these mm-hmm. different strategies. No, there that was a, that was a big time suck. And uh, so- yep. Agreed. Yeah, Alan, I think this is honestly, I think this is something we should do this type of episode every few months. I agree. Because uh, we, bits for, and saving, you know, efficiency, okay. whatever this is called. I, we've talked for an hour and a half and I probably have gotten through like a third of what I listed as I could get into. So I think we yeah. let's do another. Let's do this on an ongoing basis, because, I mean, it's helpful for me. I love hearing the tips you bring up. I, I hope some of the ones I gave were a little helpful, too. And uh, it. Anything to help save time and efficiency, I'm all for. So I think we. Ooh, ooh, hold on, hold on. So we've got our bits. Can we have our bytes? B i t e s the efficiencies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm just. This is what I do. This is. I know it's not B y. I know it's not B y. Right, but this is the tech term. But B i t e s. We could have our bytes. Our brothers in tech efficiencies. Oh my gosh. Bite episode. So we, have our, we have our bits. And bits and our, our bites. bites. Oh, I'm telling you, we could just do that. Wait, who cares about the other topics? Let's just go bits and bites every other week. So I we mean, just, this is... Every other week. Is it a bit <laughs> or is it a bite episode? I like it. No, Ryan, that's really good. That's uh, that's really yep. good. Thank not you. Only I'm going to take it off now. With, take time off. <laughs> not only have you helped me with keyboard shortcuts and commands, and I hope really I've got you maybe using yeah. the search spotlight search function a little bit more spotlight on the Mac or the search uh, taskbar search on the windows. Yeah. And, uh, and now we've got a new name for our segments going forward. It's great. 
It's a very productive episode. This was very productive. Yeah, very. Uh, very uh, I'm not sure we were efficient. It's a, it's an hour and twenty some minutes in, but we, <laughs> that wasn't efficient. But that was productive. Not productive. efficient, but that's yeah. Fine. All right, yeah, good call. Well, Brian, I think this is great. Let's keep it going. We'll we'll schedule yeah. another one of these here soon to go through some more productivity tips. I do encourage anybody listening or watching this, uh, you know, you got a little tip or trick, general computing usage. I know there's yep. a lot of apps that will add a lot of uh, productivity tools to your to your computer. We're really wanting to look at the things that are just inherently in operating a computer, uh, operating system. What are some things that can make it more efficient and productive for you? If you've got your own ideas and stuff, uh, let's hear them. And Brian, where, where do they go for? Yeah, so send us an email first at uh, info at the, the mesh.tv, uh, info at the mesh.tv. You can send us those. I mean, I, I, I'll I be totally geeking out honest with you that I, you know, seeing the spotlight again, which I haven't <laughs> dealt with in a long time, made me keen. Even that and the, you know, command uh, semicolon. No idea. No idea. And command I go colon. to preferences all the time. I'm sorry, colon. Command, yeah. comma. Uh, or comma, comma. So I'm learning yeah, that one, right? Comma. So yeah. preferences. Those are things I would love for other people to tell us, what do you do? What do you do mm-hmm. to save yourself time and to make your computer life a little bit more efficient? Um, because I would love to, to share those with others. Let's see if we can uh, make our lives a little bit more efficient on the computer. And you can also go to our website, www.brothers-in-tech.com. And you'll see previous episodes as well as um, uh, hopefully we'll start. I think this would be a great start to some of the blog posts we talked about doing, Alan. Some of these bites need to go out mm-hmm. uh, just as little, you know, little small little notes for people and say, check this out. And, uh, you're already, you know, you're already it's already worked I'm in your vernacular. It's bite. just like super yeah. smooth. You just, just yeah, the it bits right and the there. bites, man. Bits and bites. Yeah, that's um, what we do. I've got to go, but I, I just on closing note, I just want to say, um, no, none of my family members have yet to call oh, well, in yeah. with the uh, the keywords from the previous episodes. So. Yeah, and the surprise effect is none. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. zero. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So for today's episode, what word should I throw out? Again, this is for my family that I know do oh, no. these episodes. And if they do, they certainly don't listen to the end. I'm throwing out a word that I'm waiting for a family member to come back to me and say, like at Thanksgiving. That they actually say, listened. Hey, yep. hey dad, <laughs> you know what? You have a great velvet voice. Okay. See, that's the word from last time as we <laughs> use the word velvet. If they say that I'm going to embrace them. We're going to hug. It's going to be a very tender moment that they listen to the whole episode. Um, You'd probably make a, like a mimeograph of that particular yes. moment, right? See, because Just to save it. was one of the words too. Um, <laughs> what is a, what is the word from today's episode? Well, I mean, I'm kind of thinking because that you did call out one of your family members, not by name, but I'm thinking maybe the desktop something syndrome. What did we say? Clutter syndrome. So DCP or desktop, desktop clutter, clutter syndrome. Okay, Maybe. so desktop clutter syndrome. That's a little long. Yeah, but yeah, or DCP. Okay. DCP but, would work. If they gave like, you DCP, you would know so, it, right? So you're yeah. saying if we if they just said DCP. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way they're going to say DCP anyway. So yes, exactly. I'll be so yep. happy. Yep. This desktop is clutter syndrome. Any immediate, I'll even go with extended <laughs> family member. Um, sure, it doesn't matter. They're not If listening. I have a chance of seeing you at a family function or holiday <laughs> and you're watching the show. To this point, like to now, DCP, D, uh, 
DCP or DCP? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, DCS. Sorry, DCS. Sorry, I don't know where I came with P. Yeah, DCS. DCS, desktop clutter syndrome. I will also accept Devil Cat. That was from a previous episode. Mimeograph was another word from an episode. High School Musical. Oh, I forgot about that one. And the word Velvet. Any of those. Weave them in the conversation. I will know you listen to the end. You will have my eternal gratitude. Yeah, you'll be back. You'll be back on the will. Yeah, very nice. Okay, Brian, I gotta go. It's good stuff, man. Desktop clutter syndrome. That's the word for for this time. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching or listening to Brothers in Tech. Uh, We hope it was helpful for you. Again, keep us posted. Let us know some of your own tips and tricks and ideas, and we'd love to incorporate them in the future show. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.